Thank you for listening to this previously recorded episode of GalaxyCon Live. We'd also like to invite you to check out our other shows, Rock Around the Ring, featuring music and wrestling guests, and GalaxyCon Talks Comics, all of which are available now on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else fine podcasts are available. What's up, guys? Welcome to GalaxyCon Live. My name is Austin Romero. We have a very, very, very special guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Mighty Warfare Power Green Ranger, White Ranger, Zeo Red, the Dino Thunder Black, the man from the Superpower Beatdowns, and going to be in the Legend of the White Dragon. Please welcome JDF. Hey, what's up? Hello, what's everybody. up, man? That was a that was a good announcement, man. I appreciate. Hey, man, it. I'm trying, you know. Dude, I'm uh, I'm so excited for this right now, man. Like, I, I'm just I'm watching you, and I'm watching it go through, and I'm thinking I, I already promoted it and said, oh, this is live." Uh, you know, go here, but to actually get a chance to do this, it means a lot, especially during this time. And having you as a good friend is, makes it even easier. And uh, so I appreciate GalaxyCon and everyone working on this platform, which was super amazing. And don't adjust your computers. I'm just burnt. <laughs> you look good, though. You look good. How have you been, man? I'm good. Just good. I mean, it's every day, you know, just pushing through every day and trying to uh, trying to count count the blessings, wake up and say, hey. We're here, we're alive, and we're gonna get through this, and you know, all of us together. So, how are you, man? Look at your room. I got a couple standard stock posters up, and then look at you. Yeah, but your look at your helmets there. I mean, let's talk about those, okay? You got you got your Dino Thunder. You got the whole dude. I've never even yeah. seen that one before. The Dino Thunder. Yeah, the one with the oh. uh, crack. That's from the the last, uh, the most recent thing, right? Yeah, but what's funny is when they when they called me because you know I have all the uh, all the stuff. They say like, hey, do you have any? suits or costumes or props and i was like what do you mean they're like no so i they said hey can we get a helmet i said sure so uh they used it and they said they want to buy it from me i said no let me uh let me take it so obviously i was telling people before and the, the 1993 clasps are gone they were on there but uh. to the inside but we used to have them i mean we used to have the 1993 you know uh clamps on them that we would have you know, so we would have that's why when I did Lord Draken, everyone's oh look how cheap the helmet is. It's like kids, kids, we've been cheap since 1993. Hey, nothing, nothing, nothing like the uh the foam, the foam shield. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> to no. the to the what was it like cloth? What was the what was the one? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. When they tried redoing it from the Japanese version and that, that didn't go too well, but but this is what I like too, is when they you know they uh props did a really good job on it. I mean, it looks That's awesome. Obviously, nothing inside of, of the helmet like the this wouldn't be inside there, but everything else looks pretty cool. So they did an amazing job. So I said, hey, as long as I get it back and I get to keep it as a piece of history, you guys can do whatever you want to it. They said, sure, we'll give it back. And I said, OK, perfect. So All right, I see another helmet up there and I, oh, and I kind I, of I, briefly I, mentioned this. I briefly mentioned it, but uh, Aaron really don't like me showing it. But it is a mock-up. Someone made it for me. It's just a an idea mock-up. I mean, we're here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but okay, so before I even show you the design, before I even show you the design, the thing about this is I tell people when I was when I was younger, I had a Volkswagen Bug, which I love. Now they're like, I saw one on the streets the other day, and they're 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 hard to get. So mine was super cool. So even the mock-up of just the 3D mock-up, not even, you know, uh, in helmet with visors and, and the shiny, glossy, 
you know, shiny, glossy paint, just alone having the, being the legend of the white dragon is just the design of it. It's of course a little bit bigger, but when bat and the sun designed this, which was the white dragon, it was like super amazing. So if this looks even somewhat cool to you, Aaron's always like, wait until you get the suit, wait until you get the whole thing. I said, yeah, we will. But people already see it. And it's just, it's just, it's amazing as it is already. And you guys are smashing goals on that thing, right? Yeah. Big time. Big time. We, uh, man, I tell you timing, it's all timing and it has nothing to do with what's going on now. It's just, we, we launched it eight months ago. I just didn't feel it. You know, it was one of those things where we, I think the, the universe was too similar. So I wanted to recreate it and just recreate a universe that was brand new, a new IP, but give this, the, the fans a really super cool, Cool suit, cool villains, and with Bat in the Sun, is Bat in the Sun's already, uh, they're already like a you know a, a thing already. So merging together with them and then relaunching it again, it just it it's so refreshing to know that we're not going to get stopped by anyone. No one's going to say it's similar. We're not trying to be Power Rangers. We're not trying to be anything. I was Power Rangers, so what you know what I mean? Like that's what I was in the show for years. So we're bringing yeah. something more mature. You know, more mature to the 25, the 30, the 35, the 40, to making it cool for kids as well. So it's going to be really good. But yeah, we're totally smashing it. We got, I think, three days left or something like that. And uh, we're going to create a really good series for everyone. All the casting announcements. So I like that it's, I, I do like that it's like a, a darker feel to it. If you, uh, like, I remember when uh, they dropped that like that fan made power rangers fan film thing it was like a trailer it was like super dark and edgy and everybody's like this yep. is great i feel like the uh, legend of the white dragon is cool because it has that darker feel to it like even oh, yeah. cinematically it's very like it, it just looks a lot darker it doesn't feel like the same thing it's almost like a feels very like almost post-apocalyptic like everything's already falling yeah. apart and the world's in a different place and they're looking for that one hero kind of thing and it's it's yeah. it's a cool little uh a trailer i mean i've seen it a couple times now but it's yeah. uh, it's it's pretty solid. We did uh, you know, we had the, the goals as well for a comic book for like an eighty-eight page comic book, uh, hardcover, soft cover. It's a pre sequel to the story, and everyone keeps asking me, you know, like where do I even? Look <laughs> <laughs> at the camera. Where's the camera? At? Everyone keeps asking me about the story, but see, the cool thing about the story is that it's always changing every day because we're getting more goals, more goals, more goals, which means we make it bigger different villains and uh and you know we reach out to a, a, a lot of people and and just being you know doing what we're doing and and you know turning the project union has a lot to do with our opportunities of who we're going to get and where we're going to go and uh you know where we're going to take this series and and we got we're talking to a lot of people not just because the hype of it is because there's been no movements at all on any power ranger movement at all and what you said about dark and gritty i agree with you and sometimes when you see something like that's why I love I was telling everyone that with, with this it seemed once they were going to crack this it was going to seem like dark and gritty and it really wasn't you know what I mean but uh, it, it felt like it was going to be but then it was Power Rangers which is cool I mean for the little kids and stuff but we want to go and it doesn't mean we're not going to be cussing in there either I, I don't do uh, we're not going to be cussing in there it's not going to cuss words not going to make it darker what's going to make it darker is the feel the filming the uh, story, the dialogue, you know, all that stuff is going to be in, in the actors we have in it. So it's going to be a, such a refreshing IP, especially during this process to, you know, to to have something going on. You know, I mean, like last night, start setting up in here, 
talking about doing this. We had like, we knew exactly what we're doing right now. And it feels good to have a, a purpose in life, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously things are, uh, you know, a little crazy right now in the world, but like, it's cool because I feel like when the Lord Draken stuff happened, everybody was like so hyped about it. Like everybody's like, all right, let's do something with this. It's got to go. We got to, let's do more with Lord Draken. Let's do this. And you guys put together that awesome little uh, film vignette thing to set it up. And, and, and the comic book was going great. And then, you know, I, I guess Hasbro or whatever didn't really do much with it. So I think people are extremely excited about this because it, it's, it's kind of got that same vein to it. So it'll be cool to see where this goes. But the thing is we're in control not to let people down. Like, right. you know, we're in control of that. I mean, spent a lot of money on the Lord Draken thing. We, we had nothing. It wasn't, it wasn't even a, ownership was zero percent, which is fine. I have zero percent say what to say, what, how Tommy goes on the character. Uh, as I was, you know, getting older, you know, 24, 25, I would say, oh, let's change this line and let's change that line. That really didn't. You didn't really have a, you couldn't really do that. at the point. So We have, we are, we're in a position where we won't let people down. And I'm not saying, you know, Hasbro, boom, all of, we spent so much money on that. And then there was a, a pause in between Savon and Hasbro. And so we're just, we're in charge of not letting people down. So I'm not, I can't hype something that we don't know what it's going to be, but I can certainly hype something that I know I'm in charge of because we're going to, we're going to under promise and over deliver. That's what this thing is going to be. We're not going to, you know, promise such a great thing and under deliver. We're going to over deliver on this project. I like that. I like that. That's, that's what I'm excited about. And you know, that's why I love what you do, man. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you something else. Something I didn't actually know about you. Like I knew you had a karate school, but I didn't know you had multiple karate schools. What is, uh, you've switched a lot of that to online, right? What, what's happening with that right now? Well, just with the social distancing, the, the funny thing about it, I was making these social distance, distancing boxes at my school. And I started thinking that's really what self-defense is. Self-defense, when we teach you, is the first thing I teach you is called critical distance. That's the distance between me and you. That's the distance where if I can touch you, I can hit you. If I can't touch you, I can't hit you. So we're working outside that critical distance. When they said social distancing, I said, well, it's, it's martial arts, dude. It's like it, martial arts is the way of empty hands. We, you know what I mean? So I could teach inside this social distancing box. But yes, we are going online on Zoom. We have California's certainly issue because no one's opening up in California. It's, it's a little, little, uh, little frustrating for people over there. But uh, we're going on Zoom online and uh, kind of doing what we're doing here. I mean, uh, this is the first, you know, first Comic Con I'm doing, and I love Mike. I love the brand, and I'm not going to be hopping around and doing all this other stuff for other people because I don't know how it works. But you know, uh, people believe in me because they met me. And I met Mike. I know Galaxy. I know the brand. But when you could do that temporarily online, even through my Train Me JDF, but through online, you're not going to be a black belt. That's something people have to understand. But yeah. it, for my students, it's a good temporary base right now to keep people you know, entertained. But it's going to take a lot of discipline right now. I mean, how much discipline is it going to take for a kid to stand there and do it? And, and we need the help from the parents because social distancing is becoming a thing for kids. Dude, imagine this when you were a kid. You know, I mean, yeah, we could play things, and it was like back in the old, and this is like what kids, this is what real life used to be like. We'd play toys outside, but uh, just imagine what they're going through. You know, I mean, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of stuff they're going through. 
Bro, I mean, I can't even imagine that. Like, we didn't have half the stuff we have now. Like, and and even then, like, just being able to like do this with GalaxyCon and being able to do all this stuff, like, we didn't, you would have never been able to do video chats or none of that stuff was even an option. So, like this, and I know you've been doing a lot of Instagram lives. Like, that series has been going on for a while, and being able to 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 interact with people and give them something to look forward to is is a cool thing. How 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 have the Instagram lives been going for you? It, they're good, man. I did like 45 episodes in between, and then we started focusing on the Le- Legend of White Dragon, so I've been going live on the Legend of White Dragon. It's kind of funny because way back then, as soon as this happened, Mike did the same thing. Like right away, as soon as this quarantine thing happened, we went right into, okay, how can we entertain people? Not how we can stay alive and be the best brand. How can we think alike? So how can we entertain people during this time right now? And as soon as I started that, he did it. And, you know, and then he created such a great platform here to make it easy for us actors to be like, what do I push? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Cause it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm great on phones, but when it comes to this stuff, so Instagram lives have been great. I've been putting them a lot on YouTube. I had a lot of good people in those 45 days people that I had on there really shows me, you know, during that time, those are the people that wanted to kind of, I'm not saying they're, they're the people that wanted to give back, but everyone now comes out of the woodworks through the social media. Cause it's like, Hey, Hey, I'm alive type of thing. And I've been doing this for years, social media. I've always, you know, been the first one to jump out and want to go live. So I am blessed that other people are almost forced into doing this. That's what a blessing is. Sometimes people, I never went live before. It's like, dude, what are you missing out on? You know, I don't like the live option now. They go straight to the window. So, yeah, I don't really know about that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of uh, reaching out to fans and stuff like that, you ready to answer some questions? Yeah. Yep, sure. All right. Let's get the uh, let's get the first question here. Let's see what we got. I'm excited. All right. Elizabeth said, hey, Jason, I'm Lizzie, and I have a question. What is your best moments in Dino Thunder? Ooh. Best moments in Dino Thunder. I think the uh, – <laughs> I think the best episode I had was the fighting spirit. It was great. They didn't have, they didn't have the red turbo in it, which is weird, but uh, that episode was probably the best for me fighting spirit. So that moment of me fighting myself and realizing that we weren't all the same size because they didn't have the same size stuntmen. We were all different sizes. That was a special moment for me. No, but for real, uh, that the uh, fighting spirit in Dino Thunder was probably one of the best memories. I think my favorite uh, part of that series is when you first uh, when you first got the black Dino Gym, and she's like, "Tommy, aren't you a little old for this?" Yeah, that whole like just the poking fun at some of that stuff because the whole setup to that whole thing was just talking about, "Oh, you're a legendary ranger. You've been around this and that," and it was like a cool like retrospective, like going back in time and like for all the people had, that had never watched the original series because so much time had been removed kind of touching on that and then really just like poking fun and all that stuff and just having like it was kind of, it was fun yeah there was one part though i want someone to give me that part tag me on my instagram the, the guy james the, the leader whatever he kept calling me dude and i said well first of all don't call me dude i can't find that clip it was one of those clips because jenna's always like dude dude and then i found myself doing a shout out earlier before this going oh, dude i so appreciate it. i'm thinking First Don't call me, dude. Find me that. Guy. <laughs> I think it was the first couple couple episodes in there. All right, let's see what else we have. What's the next question here, Steve? Did you get to keep anything from set? Oh, I, thought, I was like, okay, I was like, I thought, well, yeah, I, I do have a box. I'm actually doing my man cave. 
uh, I was telling Mike there in the other room, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I'm doing in, in the room. So I, I do have uh, <clears throat> some stuff there. Awesome. You know, other people, I do have some stuff that I do. Original Dragon Dagger, original Morphe. Okay. The, okay. I, I think the, what's really cool is the, the toy, the Red Saba, that uh, giveaway toy that was a Red Saba from Japan. There was a, called the Lucky Draw. Uh, it was on Toy Hunter. And we did an episode, and I got a chance to keep that. So I actually like that, even though it wasn't from the show. But this is a true fun fact, 100%. Any time we ran out of stuff, if we ran out and we were on location at Bronson's Cave or anywhere else, props, Mark would, if we had to do a morpher, he would get toys. If you had to buy them, we would get them at local toys, and we would use those morphers. So the toy morphers or some of the morphers we use are the same morphers you guys played with as kids. Because there were some times we ran out and you went to the store and got them. Dude, how though? Like they were like it was literally impossible to get any of those toys. Well, were, like I got a hundred. I had a right when those toys came out with Bondi. I mean, we had you know we we had some pool. If you ask for the pool, you can have a pool. You just got to ask Bondi. I told Bondi I need a hundred Green Ranger toys, and they were super hard to get. And they shipped me a hundred Green Ranger toys. And at that time, I signed them. I had students. I uh, you know, I had a line of people that wanted them, but yeah, I got a hundred. But there was there was one point where a lot of other toys would sell really fast, and then there was a lot of other toys that would sit there because the way that they branded the the Green Ranger, White Ranger, much like the the Legend of White Dra Dragon, we got like custom pops that are limited on the rewards. So I'm jumping on there. I just told Aaron yesterday when we get those toys and we get the, that collectible run, even though three thousand sounds like a lot, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. I need that. It's going to go fast. I need to save it one day so I can put it in my office, like Stan Lee stuff, and and uh, keep it. So I'm a big toy toy person. But he would go to the store and and get them at one point. So yeah, it was super crazy. That's so crazy. I, I remember. I remember as a uh, as a kid when it first dropped at Toys R Us. Like my mom brought me out at like super early in the morning and we waited in line and like jingle all the way. Like people were like fighting down the aisles trying to get stuff. Like it was insanity. Yeah was and i'm so glad that happened during that time when the when that was when the green ranger stuff the green ranger products at that time it was like those cabbage patch dolls where parents were fighting over those cabbage patch and uh, people were fighting over power rangers yeah i remember that i remember and you know what's funny i had uh speaking of the show and practical jokers Murr was on my show and uh Murr said he used to work at a toy toy uh i don't know it wasn't called toys just a toy place and he would use that as like a leverage with people like i can get you some power ranger toys that he, <laughs> he actually used the power ranger stuff as a leverage because he worked at the toy shop so he got the hookup much like people were saying about toilet paper and lysol everyone's like hey, you hook up it's like yeah we're in the truck you want some green ranger stuff <laughs> yeah well now it's like people in new york if they were selling you know green ranger stuff i would be it will be the green ranger the white ranger red zeal red turbo black dino thunder lord draken White dragon, so literally, it's like I got that super limited dragon. dragon. <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy. That's yeah. a heavy, heavy side of your shirt now. <laughs> but it's cool though, dude, because uh, you know now I tell people with the legend of the white dragon, I'm, it's, I feel so uh, connected. This is the way I can explain it because I was telling my dad because he's you know seventy something, and my dad loves that suit. He did. No matter what I did, it doesn't matter. He just was like, "Jay, that's a really cool suit," and I'm like. What about all the other ones, Pops? He's like, yeah, but this is cool. And the way I tell my dad is uh, it's like going into – you travel all the time, and I travel. And it's like going into a hotel, 
and feeling like I'm at home. It's that hotel that's, you know, I feel like I'm at home. I'm a big pillow guy. Uh, I rate pillows and mypillows.com is a whole nother story. I'll give you the rating on that. But I feel at home. And there's some hotels where I feel like I'm traveling. Legend of White Dragon and my fans, we feel at home. Even though it might be in a different place, in a different around the world, you can go to a hotel and feel at home by getting a cup, you know, a cup of coffee or eating your familiar foods. So that's what feels good is people like you and fans out there. I feel at home and I feel at home with all my fans because I am at home and I'm sharing my life with you all and you're sharing your life with me. So it feels good. All right, I love it, man. All right, let's get the next question in here. What do we got? TJ Smith said, what was your favorite Ranger to betray and why? Mm, well, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun, dun. I think it's funny because I would have to say that it was the Green Ranger. And the reason for that is because I was telling people earlier, you go back to 1993. And if you listen to everybody tell you, don't do it, dude, it's so dumb. You're going to ruin your career. Don't do it. Don't do it. So everyone that told me don't do it, it's like a kid in a candy store, right? If you tell the kid where the secret spots are to the candy and then tell the kid don't eat candy, I, as a kid, I'm going to search for the candy. So everyone don't do it. So the more I heard that, the more I wanted to, to get involved. And so the Green Ranger was the first. I don't think a lot of people knew, even Walter Jones didn't know this, but the I was casted with the Yellow Ranger. So what happened was the team of five, the other Yellow Ranger, whoever she was, didn't want to do it. So she pulled out. So now the series is gone. They bought 40 episodes and they said, we need to get a Yellow Ranger ASAP. Meanwhile, let's go and cast for the Green Ranger. He's coming in episode 15. So I went to my audition and pretty much just didn't know anything with Ranger, didn't know what was going on. It was called Phantoms at the time. And uh, went in there. I was talking to this Ranger. I... It wasn't for Austin's character. Some people say for the Red Ranger, I was reading Zach's lines. It said, you know, uh, Zach. So I was reading his lines, did my karate. Just And they were like, cool. Can you stay? And I said, sure. And then they said, go train, train a couple girls. And I picked Twee. And I trained Twee to do this routine. And so she came in and she booked the Yellow Ranger at the same time. So to answer that, I think the the – it's Green Ranger special to me because I proved everyone that just follow your dreams and follow your heart and you can become anyone you want. Don't listen to the people that say don't do it. So that's why Green Ranger is probably one of my, my best and favorite. I love that answer. All right. What else do we got in here? What else? Ashley says, how does it feel to have had your daughter cast along with you in Legend of the White Dragon? I have a new daughter and I'd be so proud of her to grow up to be like that. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. I gotta I gotta tell you, I got the tattoo of my daughter right here on my chest, and it, I, I was I was holding little baby, little baby, three years old, this weekend, and thinking, God, life just, pow, you know what I mean? And now everyone's on a whole different level. So I'm proud of Jenna. Jenna does a lot of stuff. I try to let her be creative. She's a teen. I try not to tell her, don't eat the candy. I, I did another version. Aaron's doing a lot of things, uh, and I'll tell you in a second, of, of giving advice to me. And my advice to me is I probably wouldn't give no advice and give you no warning signs because you need to you need to fall and get back up. So with my daughter, I kind of let her do what she wants to do. She loves it. She's super excited. The first Kickstarter, we didn't, it didn't go through. And I, I can't tell you how many friends, other people were 
making fun of, they all want to see you fail. You know, people, and I'm not saying all of us, but people want to try to tear you down. So I'm very proud of her. And I, I feel even proud more now because in doubt, everyone thought the legend of the white dragon wasn't a good move to launch it at that time, but that was already launched before this whole coronavirus. So in no. my, my blood, I felt in my bones, I felt like just release it. And when, when we did, I'm more obsessed because I'm, I'm, I'm watching every day the trailer. I'm like, I'm obsessed with my fans. So I'm stage five, guys. So it's uh, amazing for her to be in The Legend of the White Dragon. I'm proud yeah, it's like a twofer for you. It's like a passion project, and you get to work alongside your daughter. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it's really cool. All right. Who's next? What do we got? Megazord95 asks, JDF, do you have a favorite Power Ranger episode? If so, why? Well, as far as the Dino Thunder, Fighting Spirit was cool. And I'm going to answer this because <laughs> I wanted to get a little bit more edgy in the script. And when I told you about that Dino Thunder helmet, how it broke. So when I read the script and I heard Hospital Tommy, oh, cool, it's going to be darker now. Because, you know, Tommy's really never been in a hospital. I know Rocky did and all. But I was thinking it's going to be a really dark, cool episode. And it was. But I was, you know, one part I was laying in the hospital bed and they were like, cut. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting a character, bro. I'm just getting a character. <laughs> so Fighting Spirit was very uh, – I wanted it to be a little bit darker. But from the Green Ranger series, again, the Green Ranger Evil series, that five-part miniseries, I think Power Rangers had the, the special formula is because it was a series. It was a soap opera for kids. In those five-part episodes, I got to say so many things to Kimberly that I couldn't if I was good. So being under a <laughs> – blame it. See? Babe, I was, I was just under a bad spell. I'm sorry. So I got away with it. Man, you were so mean. So mean. Listen, I used to run around the house and have this, <laughs> this laugh when I was a kid. I'd be like, <laughs> I would do this laugh over and over and over again. So when they said, hey, we need an evil laugh. And I was like, got you. My insert. But it was kind of like, I didn't know if it was. I didn't want to be like <laughs> too over the top, you know, where you're like, ah. so anyway, that uh, became a, a cool evil laugh, but I was under a spell, bro. I didn't know what to do. Can't help it when you're under a spell, man. Just sometimes, you know, it just happens. It just happens, man. All right. Who's next from Safflower? Do you enjoy fan films more for the creative, creative abilities, or do you prefer your official work more? Dude, I got I to gotta give it to the fan films, man. And here's why. I think it was so mind-blowing for me that I have so many professional fans that, that could work. Like, as you can go on a show and say, hey, this is the advice we need from a fan. And a fan can tell you everything. Like, when I went back to Megaforce, they had the silver morpher. They had the silver stripe in the helmet. And I'm the one that had to say, hey, guys, uh, I think we need to turn this gold you know, why? And I said, because it should match a toy and because the Green Ranger has a gold morpher and just change it. So they changed digitally in the helmet. They changed digitally The in the morpher. They changed. So I wanted to change that. So fans in it had a question for 20 years. They wouldn't ask why was the morpher silver? So my point to that is on set, nobody knew they were giving me the green range, like green samurai ranger stuff. I was like, this is not my season. Nobody was a fan of it, so it was a mismatch. So it took longer to film. So if we had fans' ability, like, you know, the uh, 
you know, unworthy, all these other projects or all these other, you know, cosplayers that dress up and that's passion. Just imagine if you had, if, if someone in, you know, Lionsgate said, Hey, this is what we want to do. And from my understanding, it was some five-year-old kid from in a studio executive says something about Power Rangers. And the dad said, yeah, we'll get the movie made. And now the movie's come and gone is because they don't understand the secret. You can't just go to Starbucks and order a large coffee. It doesn't work that way. There's a Power Ranger talk. So the fans that create cool stuff because no one is, I, I give so much, so much credit to everyone. So it's keeping it. We, we, me and you, we are keeping this, this brand going, but we need some stuff, you know? So all you guys are keeping the brand growing. We appreciate it. I love being Power Rangers and I love all my fans. And when I was talking about Aaron with that cosplay, I got more people emailing me and texting me or texting me, inboxing me, telling that they're creating a Legend of the White Dragon suit already during this time. So it's like, I love it because cosplay is a place to get away from. And if you could hire, trust me, if you could hire fans that knew exactly each department, Power Rangers will be unstoppable. The only problem is you become a number and becoming a number doesn't work with people unless you know who that person is. And I trusted the Power Ranger brand before we became a number. Legend of White Dragon before we became a number. I got everyone blowing up my phone, congratulating me. But on the first Kickstarter, we didn't make it, but my phone didn't blow up. So it's it's to the point where I still have their support, but I don't like just to be a number. But I'll be honest, I, I could not even, if I had one call to make, I couldn't dial your phone number because I don't remember your phone number. That's terrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, we didn't have to say dial eight one eight five seven. You know what I mean? Like we just talk. That's how iPhones are. We just hit a button and hello. But anyway, I feel like I feel like when I was younger, I had to remember numbers, and now like I don't even know my girl's number. Like I don't remember anybody's number. Like I just have to like JDF. All right. So I'm I'm wondering if people out there could remember just five. We should probably remember, and this is a reminder for me. I could probably only know one or two. I don't even know Jenna's. I, one or two numbers, and the, and the number. The uh, 966-8875, don't call it now, but it was the, uh, I used to remember that, 966-8875-818, people are going to call, but I lived on my Oma's, my Oma's phone number, it's all I knew as a kid, I still know it, and it goes to some random person that's not even in my family, so maybe it's important that we try to remember phone numbers, so I think let's try to do that, I'm going to try yeah. to remember, so I'm gonna try to remember, most likely not going to happen, but. I'll do the same thing. We'll, we'll check back in in a week. <laughs> hey, dude, if you don't hear if you don't hear my text, that means then I that I don't know your phone number. Yeah, yeah. If you if somebody randomly responds to you and they're like, uh, "What's happening?" <laughs> All right, let's get the next question. Dan asks, "You had an incredible journey through the PR franchise. What team up episode uh, when they brought you back was your favorites?" I, I probably I think they missed the boat on Mega Force. I think Ninja Steel was okay. They they need to allow more time. I don't know why. I mean, you know, a lot of people going back. You know, I know Austin's going back. There's a lot of people going back, but I still don't understand. Why don't you do like a five-part episode, five, five parts on a reunion? So going back as Dino Thunder, I enjoy it. Now, there was a big gap between where Tommy was and how Tommy became a doctor. They didn't think of those gaps because you're all just kids. They didn't want to piece it together, but there was a huge gap. So I enjoyed it because I went back as a doctor. First thing I read was, I might be old, but I can still pull this off. And then they gave me glasses. 
And then they gave me a suit and tie. I said, man, I'm getting really mature. So I enjoyed it. And then Ninja Steel was okay. I mean, it was, it was, I had a checklist of what I wanted to show and we got through it, but it still was a little too short. I think the reunion episodes, if you're bringing back so much talent or you want to bring originals back, say you brought Dave or Walter or Oster, one episode ain't enough. 20 minutes, you might as well just save your money, save the ratings, put one person in and then do it. So reunion episodes, I think, need to be a little bit more extended, not based off Japanese version, extended the American version and give what people want, you know? So, yeah, I mean, the thing is, too, is like the Megaforce one was brutal because, you know, it's everybody knew that like it was based off the uh, Super Sentai where they had that huge mega battle and it was an epic battle. But I feel like they took that and they built up this epic mega battle and then it just yeah. they delivered this. And it wow. was like maybe like two minutes of a battle and you're like, wow, what is happening? I heard they didn't have some of the stuff they didn't have licensing rights to. That's what I heard. Uh, uh, I heard there were some things they didn't have licensing rights, so they shrunk it. But in reality, every reunion episode has always been 20, 20 minutes. You got to remember when someone's going back, you, you know, you remember it's a 20 something minute episode and then you're going to squeeze in, squeeze in, and then you'll have, you're right, a two minute battle, which could have been extended more. But they're just trying to stay on, a, here's your cat, they're just trying to stay, I guess, on, on budget and stay on what the what the uh, Japanese footage is, but yeah, I was surprised to see it. We didn't even say it's morphing time. We just took our helmet off. So that's what, <laughs> you know, they did just, you know, so anyway, but, uh, but so Dino Thunder, I enjoyed and Ninja Steel, I think was all right. I mean, we got a lot in there in that amount of time. We could have milked got that it. morpher. Yeah. The laugh, this, the morpher. Yeah. And the morpher I thought was going to be a, a toy as well. They said, let me show you pictures of new toys. I think they dropped the ball in the master. Dude, that would have been, dude, ever, and that's the thing is ever since that was like brought up, what was it? Was it the comic books that that was brought out first? No, it was actually, we we did release it in the Ninja Steel. That's where our first it, That was the first one? Okay. I didn't know if it was from, I don't, I don't can't remember which came was, first, but I, since that dropped, everybody's like, oh my God. Yeah, it was such a secret, man. That was in a box. I couldn't take a picture. Jonathan said it's a new toy. And I said, what is it? Master Morpher. Then right after that episode came, then boom, just jumped on it and. You know did all this other stuff but uh but yeah see that's what i mean it's just if you're gonna get the master morpher i wanted the master morpher years ago not now i mean now it'd be cool but you know you need some stuff like as you see toy collectors comic book collectors you know will always be there turtles you see the ninja turtles yoda those guys are green ranger you see all that that, that becomes a piece in history but people still want i would say yeah. old new stuff but master morpher was a perfect example it's and it's a perfect example of taking something old that everybody has and just upgrading it a slight bit just to make it brand new and amazing yeah. that everybody's like, oh my god, I want it. I wanted one. Yeah. Well the fans, that's what I'm saying. That pick the fans to do the the you know, the fans as far as picking them. Look at look how many fans created the master more for an artist. And you know, I got artists work behind me. I got another room, but I save stuff and I think that stuff's cool, but the fans are creating. Fans are creating, hey, look at this Master Morpher and this and that. So, yeah, it's not officially out there, but it'd be nice if there was. There's some cool products. Was it uh, Chris Cantata Force and then like Unworthy Production? All those, all those like different universes they've created are so cool. Which is that stuff. It's not cheap to call. It's not cheap to make to make movies, man. I mean, if you go back to the Ninjak versus the Valiant universe and saw what Aaron did with Bat and the Sun with the whole Valiant universe, we had maybe. 
a percent, one percent of what the budget was on Bloodshot, and we killed it. For that one percent, became a hundred percent in our world because we killed it because we stayed true to who the characters were. But I, I think that's staying true to the fans. I don't really think it's let me stay true to the comic book. Staying true to Power Rangers is for the fans because if you don't stay true, then you're going to get a reboot that's gone. Then you're going to get another one, and and the the reboot that I heard is coming out is supposed to be geared towards little kids and that's cool but i don't even know if it's coming out look right now everything is on hold but the the coolest thing about legend of the white dragon we're already in pre-production so once quarantine gets boom we're filming and and we have you every movie goes through a pre-production stage anyway so we just happen to do it and it's just all timing and thanks to the fans and it's gonna be cool love it let's get the next question skyhound 28 how did the name jj for tommy and cat's kid come about that's funny because in the script, they just, uh, they originally had the script, the Ninja Steel, and that's an example. They cut that whole first scene. The reason why I was difficult when I first came is because I said, Chip, you can't cut that scene. Like, Tommy needs a kid. Like, you have to put it in the universe now. And yeah, we didn't cut that scene. I said, Chip, can't cut it. And they said, We'll film it. They ain't going to make the episode anyway, but we'll film it. And it, I'm glad it did because it turned into this whole universe and the comic books and the name jj don't know but i was about to say jenna put up your bike because i probably could have got away with that and had a, a female as a daughter but i think they specifically put a boy in there because when the reboot of a green ranger girl was coming out they really freaked that freaked out about that and said don't answer that question and so for whatever reason it was a son so I would, would have liked it to be Jenna, so we got a whole universe on this side, whole universe on that side. But it was just a random writer who wrote it. And uh, that scene where I put your bike up, it was a quick, fast shot that was never going to be used on the episode until they said, actually, it gives Tommy history. Yeah, we need a history. That's what people need. We need a backstory. So Fill in the gaps. And then when it came to Tommy and Kimberly, I was I did have a big say on that about who who's going to be the mama. You know, I had a big say of that. I love Amy Joe. I love Catherine. But at this point, you know, I just picked Catherine because it's very hard to step in someone's shoes. And I don't feel like Catherine had to step in Amy's shoes, although she did. But she wears her own and she wears them proudly. And she and I'm, I'm, Amy does, too. But Catherine loves she's always out there. So I figure if she's out there a lot and, you know, give her some love too, and, and let everyone talk about it, because if I said it was Kimberly's, then they would have said it's Catherine. So. People are going to talk about it one way or another, but I'm here to tell you that none of them were their mom. <laughs> for the record. Could have there. Been, could have been Twee. I'm Katrini. I don't know. Dude. Wow. wow. Just dropping some bombs in there now. But he's like, oh, my God. JDF confirms. <laughs> no, but but yeah, no, as far as with Catherine, I, I think it'd be cool that we put that in there. And so, and you know, Catherine's in our universe, too, with Legend of the White Dragon. I love her. I think she's great. And, uh, Jenna loves her, looks up to her. There's a lot of people that look up to us, not just who who we are. And I think that's what – and your fans too. And uh, so it's amazing, man. I, I love everyone out there. And I love everyone taking the time. I tell people we got 86,400 seconds a day. And even when me and you hang out, it doesn't feel like we look and we're like, oh, my God. you know. So just hanging out, we truly enjoy it. Because if, if time did not go by so fast, that means that it's just uh, pulling teeth. And time with us goes by fast. 
I can yeah, talk. Great. I mean, this is honestly, if even if we weren't in Galaxy Con right now, this is what we would be doing it. Like oh, we would be hanging out and talking. So yeah. being able to do it for people is awesome. <laughs> and we actually we do like there's a lot of things that we talk about too, because in your industry, my industry, we'll talk about inconsistencies of toys. We'll talk about how franchises drop certain things, how if these people were smart, they'll do this and that. And so, yeah, it's kind of like our conversations anyway, to be honest. But it's just exactly. just what we would do anyway, which is cool. There you go. All right, let's get the next question. Jenny says, Johnny B said you pulled many pranks on set. What are some of your favorite pranks? Oh, my God. We had a lot of we had a lot of pranks on the show. I'm trying to think of, of anyone's. Yeah, pranks. Man, my brother was a big prankster. I can't think of any specific pranks that we pulled that I can remember. Johnny Bosch, yes. He wanted to be a stunt man. So I told him we were driving. I was like, dude, be a stunt guy. He's like, wow, I don't know, go outside the van and, and crawl up and, and come back down the window. He's like, be Jackie Chan. I'm like, yeah, dude, be Jackie Chan. So he climbed out the window and then he was climbing. We weren't going too fast. Well, maybe we were, I don't remember. But he was climbing through the window and then he was going to go to the other side. And I just rolled up the windows and I'm like, <laughs> I top of the car knocking on the window. Hey, open the window. I'm like, oh, hey, roll the window down. <laughs> so but that was his decision. But there was a, there was a lot of pranks that we would used to do on set. But I, I, I have to go back and make a prank list. There was a lot of pranks. Because remember, we're all young. You know, at that time, we all worked six days a week, 14-hour days. So we definitely entertained each other. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll get it before the end of this. If you can think of something, you can lay it on us. If not, you can just post it later on Instagram. Right. <laughs> Next question. All right. Kev said, my three-year-old wants to get into karate. How can I teach him balance? How can he focus his mind? This is the easy thing for anyone around the world. And um, it's been funny because a lot of the shout outs I've been doing have been throwing me off because they're for three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old birthday parties. So really talking to them like if you were a three-year-old kid or a four-year-old kid but this is something i teach called three laws of concentration any kid anyone out there you could teach them this they'll listen better i just say focus your eyes focus your mind and focus your ears so what i tell is a three focus your eyes to watch don't say anything look at your eyes next is to think don't say anything keep looking and then next focus your ears now you need to be a first-time listener First time listener. And then then the, the three laws of concentration will come in. Hey, were you a first time listener? Did you listen to mom or dad? Did you clean your bedroom? Did you do your homework? No, no. Hands down. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Don't say anything. Show respect. Kids look at you. They, are you thinking? Thinking? So those three laws of concentration are huge. Focus your eyes, focus your mind, and focus your ears. And that's the kind of stuff that we I can still captivate through this. If you were in front of me and I had a three-year-old, shake it out, or I'll do cameos and say, all right, we're going to say it's morphin' time on the count of three. I'll say, slow, ready? One, get ready to say it's morphin' time. One, two, three. It's morphin' time. Louder, I can't hear you. Ready? So they do it. These kids are like doing it as I do it because I've brought kids around the world. So that's how you, that's the three laws of concentration. It's the best you can teach anyone, even adults need it. Yeah, I feel like I was like, that's something anybody can use at any time. <laughs> totally. All right, let's get the next question in there. Stafford asks, hello, JDF. I wanted to ask you, what would you say would have to be your favorite moment from the Bat and the Sun Superpower Beatdown episodes? Uh, my favorite moment 
was working with them. My favorite moment for me, and I'll tell you the, the, the two things, favorite moment for me was believing in him before I looked at his numbers on Instagram. So that was my favorite moment as a human being to say, oh, got to help this guy out. Who are you? What do you do? Oh, wow, your stuff's great. So that was a favorite personal moment for me. And then Superpower Beatdown, <clears throat> I enjoyed the upgrade of the white. I'm so glad he did the white Ranger at the time because I said, do the green. And everyone was doing green. And there's so much still more to go on the White Ranger. I mean, that hasn't even explored. If you did a movie, you could do a White Ranger movie on its own. But uh, I love that he did the, the White Ranger. And then I loved crossing universes. I love fighting, you know, the Mortal Kombat, Scorpion, fighting Ryu. To me, merging those two universes was a huge thing. Because my instructor, Chris Casamasca, was actually in The Legend of the White Dragon. He played the original Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat movie. So merging those two universes was super cool for me. And uh, so that was, uh, and then a lot of, a lot of work with Aaron. Aaron's very, very like me. He wants to make sure if he produces something that we get very picky and we'll go back and redo the shot and we're not going to just, you know, do it because. So he, I, I like working with them. So the favorite moment was probably taking off the white Ranger helmet and going game over. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was probably a favorite moment for me. You love those one-liners. Always, people remember them all, and I can too. Those are the things I can remember. One-liners. Love Here. it. All right, let's uh, let's do one more question. This will be the last one. Okay. White Time Force Ranger, can you share with us your favorite or most rewarding creative collaboration, whether it is Power Rangers related or otherwise? Favorite moment, collab, uh, creative collaboration. I wish I was more involved in the. The Dino Thunder, when they went back, was it Dino Thunder? What was after Dino Thunder? Anyway, there was a, a merge that they did that I wasn't part of. For some reason, they didn't ask me. And the, the Black Dino Thunder was in it, but uh, I think Trent did my voice or something like that. He did a key eye and said, hey, I did your voice. I was like, you should just ask me. So that was right after the, the, uh, the, the Dino Thunder. I'm a big, as you can see, I'm, I'm a big uh x-man world too so it would be super super cool to do something with like you know that's why i enjoy the power rangers and marvel but it'd be super cool to see the green ranger and wolverine but that's why i like blood i felt like he was wolverine but i also felt like tommy was kind of the younger logan of going into this power ranger world i did i felt i used to big big fan of wolverine and i was a new kid coming in i was a you know it was a the loner and so i enjoyed playing that type of role in the beginning because it shows people that no matter where you're at in life, no matter how alone you are, you'll get friends. And even if you're quarantined right now, now's the time to reach out, tell people you love them, stay close to people. You could train your brain, drain your brain, or entertain your brain. Draining your brain, looking at all the negativity stuff and draining it. Just entertain it. Train it, entertain it, and let's just kind of, you know, do what we can. And that's why this is a really important day for me. Because I do Comic-Cons around the world, and this is the first virtual con I've ever done, which we talk all the time, but it's great that people took the time to go and log in. Appreciate everyone, and you too, doing this too, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, would, I couldn't think of any better person to do it with, man. I was very excited when they asked me to do this, right. for sure. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us. Don't forget uh, to go to galaxycon.com to check out all the future GalaxyCon events. And I'm, I'm excited because... This is like first time that I'm off my cell phone. I do everything from my cell phone, guys. <laughs> computer I've never used. I put it up here in my room. 
And uh, told you and Mike, I, I so this is a rare moment for me. I've even edited my TV show on my iPhone. Everything I've ever produced, I edited on iMovie through my iPhone. Like, what do I do with my hands now? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that's all. Like, oh, take a picture. So it's uh, pretty amazing, which is uh, which I think is super special, man. I, I really appreciate y'all, and I appreciate y'all watching and and uh, stay tuned to GalaxyCon. There's a lot of other, even ton of other stuff beyond power range related and all that and i always thank you for taking the you know choosing people would tell us Austin, you have that where it says hey thank you for flying united airlines i thank you for choosing i really never choose <laughs> the company chose for me so but actually we do have a choice in life and i do appreciate you choosing it so anyway thanks for watching us JDF, thank you for taking the time out. Thank you, everybody out there. Remember, go to galaxycon.com for future events, and we'll see you guys next time. It's morphin' time.